Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the door. Stay, 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 stay clear of the door. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, back in the driver's seat once again. Whether or not I should be, we'll find out shortly. But before we get started with this program, we have to welcome in the man who held the wheel in my stead, the one who weathered the storm, the one who took us to heights that we've never seen before on this podcast. And of course, I am talking about the one and only Landon, the Dawes Doan. Landon, welcome to the monorail. What's up, everybody? Once again, coming to you from the isolation station of love, back in my place, back in the fun bee. Zoe and her squeaky toys here. I got Lynchburg water. We're having a good time. Happy Monday, everybody. Yeah. yeah, we got some celebra- celebratory drinks in hand for sure tonight. Uh, we're recording at an odd time, so for this to be the official quote-unquote relaunch of the podcast, there's some things missing. We have no Sam, we have no kids, but you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it at this point. Don't, you know what? They're going to join us whenever they can, and they'll be a welcome addition, but Landon, you know, you and I, we did all right by ourselves. I think we can handle this thing. I mean, the numbers do say that the, that the people love this combination right here, so I mean, like you said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and plus, I mean, like, to be completely honest, I'm really good at this, so, you know, as long as I'm here, we'll be fine. You're a professional. Well, semi-professional. By the way, on the top, want to go ahead and get the plug out. Head over to tpublic.com, and you too can wear this awesome shirt that I'm wearing. I know that translates well in an audio podcast. I am wearing the Monorail Fam shirt. We ride together, we die together. Bad boys for life. Okay, it doesn't say all of that, but I want you to be part of the fam and make it official. Go get yourself a shirt at tpublic.com. Search Morning Monorail. By the way, if we're doing the plugs, uh, not only is Jay back in the captain chair, we are in the Patreon era, ladies and gentlemen. There are dozens of us in the Monorail fam. And if it's you true. want to be part of the fam as well, head over to patreon.com slash morning monorail and sign up. It's true. And you know what? We, one of the things that I promised as a benefit for people who signed up and were willing to become part of the Monorail Patreon family was a shout out. And I want to do that right off the top. But before we do, let me just say quickly... Because this is what professionals do. This is episode 159 of the Morning Monorail Podcast. Are you sure it's 159? <laughs> it is. I'm positive this time. 
I, I don't know. I heard some idiot last week say it was 168. Well, so that idiot was me, if we're being honest. <laughs> and I'm willing to take it. I'll take my lumps again this week. I was so convinced, but uh, hashtag Landon was right. Landon was right. I was wrong. You're attractive. I am ugly. <laughs> You're smart. I'm stupid. It's all Keep those going. things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, it is episode 159 this week. Today's June 14th. If you are keeping up and keeping score on your calendar at home, please mark off several more days. It is officially about midway through the month of June, and it is well into the dog days of summer here in Florida. It is too hot. It's too hot to handle. But here on the show, we're too cold to hold. You call the Ghostbusters and you're good to go. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen... This is our first ever p- Patreon shout-out on the Monorail podcast, and we're going to do it right up the top. And I want to say thank you to these founding members, because last week I said, you don't need to join the Patreon until July, because more than likely, activity is really going to pick up in July. And I would understand if you waited. But there were, like Landon said, dozens, liter- literally tens of you who decided, mm-hmm. I want to be part of this thing from the very beginning, and they have done that. So... To Thank borrow a line from Tobias Fuke from Arrested Development talking about never nudes. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Yeah. And by the way, this is going to be one of the ways that you can get me to say something silly on the podcast because I'm going to read your username. <laughs> so thank you to Claire Young, our newest Patreon member. Thank you, Claire Young. Thank you, Michael Rigney. Thank you, the Cretans Guild, Skipper Bob. Thank you, Marissa Mars. Thank you, Miss Epcot. Thank you to Val and Lewis Davidson. Thank you, Jason Burkett. Thank you, Shannon Bond. Thank you, Short Fuse. See, you get me to say weird things. Thank you, Lee Taylor. Thank you, Kevin Mucha or Mucha. Thank you, Rob Haynes. Thank you, Tony the Disney Dad. Thank you, Donna. We all know Donna. Thank you, Lexi Andrea or Andrea, if you like. Thank you, Eric Chrisman. And thank you... I have to say it, Old Man Frank, thank you, Old Man Frank, thank you, Jen, Dillo's Diz, they were actually the charter members of the Patreon, we appreciate you guys so much, you all, you're the inaugural class of the Monorail Patreon, and you are going to power us into this next era, we appreciate you so much, and let me tell you how we're kicking off this first era, or this new era. Not the first. Full frontal nudity. Yes, but you don't have to see that because this is not a video <laughs> media. <laughs> but here's what we're going to do today. We got some Disney. No, we were told uh, not to talk about our noodles this week. So, you know, oh, guess, uh, yeah. that's true. Kevin requested we don't talk about <laughs> our noodles. Um, there's enough men on the internet talking about their noodles, and we could we could maybe not do that. But we are there is going to be noodle talk. Oh, mm-hmm. I guarantee yeah. you, there's going to be noodle talk today. So we're not going to talk about our noodles, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about somebody else's noodles, yeah, which so might be even weirder. Sorry, Kevin. Um, <laughs> we're gonna kick off with some Disney news. I'm gonna have one item that you have to try from a Walt Disney World theme park, and then Landon is going to guide us through the Fast Pass. Standby snack break, everybody's favorite segment here on the monorail. Well, Landon, I say we start where we normally do, and that is, of course, with Walt Disney World news. We've got several articles I want to get to today, and we're going to move through them expeditiously. The first one, breaking news just tonight. I think I mentioned briefly we're recording at a weird time. We're recording at a fr- on a Friday night. We typically record on Sundays, but this news broke 
just before we started recording, and that is, I don't think, as far as I can tell, I don't think this has come out in any official Disney communication, but we're seeing it reported by multiple outlets at this point, so I'm going to take it out of Rumor Corner and put it strictly into, we believe this is Truth Corner. (laughs) (laughs) And that is that Disney will be eliminating their mask policy as of June 15th for guests who are fully vaccinated. So this means around the Disney Resort, June 15th, as long as you're fully vaccinated, and they will not be verifying, but you will be able to go maskless around the Walt Disney World Resort. The exception is you will have to wear face coverings on Disney transportation, including buses, monorails, and Skyliners. It doesn't say boats. So if you don't want to wear a mask on a ferry or a, or on transportation, period, you need to ride a ferry, a friendship boat, something like that. It seems like those were excluded from this particular article. Um, it does say Disney will continue to reduce physical, physical distancing in queues, shops, restaurants, attraction boarding areas, on the transportation, and in theaters. So... Just another step back to, you know, getting to the point where they can get their capacity back up to where it should be. And I know this was, it's just another one of those things that some people were kind of waiting until the the mask policy was basically rolled back before they returned to Disney. So this could be a big milestone for a lot of people. Yeah, and I can't say I'm surprised to hear this news. This does seem like this has been kind of an inevitable to an inevitable uh, outcome, especially with uh, the park that shall not be named across the street, pretty much doing the same. And with Orange County, Florida, removing their mask uh, requirements and stuff like that. And I mean, like, like you said, Disney's not going to verify whether you're fully vaccinated. So we're going on the honor system, which I mean, what could possibly go wrong? But this is one of those situations. If you're worried about you and yours, stay at home. If you're worried about your, your and yours, uh, get the vaccine. And I'll be honest, like as a fully vaccinated adult, I have slowly started to integrate myself back into quote unquote the norm. This afternoon, I went out and sat in a restaurant for the first time to have lunch. So that was a nice feeling. For the first time since the world caught fire, I thought about going to go see a movie just for the sake of getting back in theaters. That's probably going to happen next week. So again, I am a fully vaccinated adult. I made that decision. Uh, I'm not going to tell you to make that decision, though I'm strongly suggesting (laughs) it. Um, uh, But it's not surprising to hear that Disney is taking this step because it's like I was down not that long ago when they had recently changed their policy from uh, if you're outside and fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And I felt comfortable in that situation, mostly because I knew I had the vaccine. But there were still times where it's like, okay, if, if, if I felt like there were too many people around me, guess what? I masked up and it wasn't an issue. So once again, this is a step back towards normalcy, that word that we like to throw around slash made up for this podcast. But I am okay with this. Yeah. Uh, just everybody continue to be safe, be smart, and uh, be, I guess, conscious of not only yourself, your surroundings, and your other people. Yeah, just... You know, just be smart, make good decisions, like you're saying. I mean, people are all going to do whatever they feel most comfortable with. And I think the big thing is, if you see people that continue to wear a mask, don't hassle them about it. It's fine. Just like it's fine for you not to wear one at this point. We're all Mm going to make our own decisions based on what our comfort level allows us to do. 
And, and plus, let me say, as a fully vaccinated adult, my magnetic powers have kicked in. It's amazing. I don't lose my keys anymore. My 5G reception is outstanding. I'm a walking Wi-Fi hotspot, too. I fail to see the downside of being fully vaccinated, yeah. if I'm being completely honest. It's true. What I'm saying is I'm Magneto with Wi-Fi. There's a, <laughs> there are a lot of benefits to it. So all in all, a positive thing. We feel good about it. Everything has to get back to some sense of normalcy at some point, like you said. And uh, things can move fast when, you know, when Disney. I think what, what maybe this will tell us is that Disney feels like they're having success with the policies that they've already rolled back. And, and mm-hmm. they, they feel comfortable continuing to do that and you just kind of have to step into it so and plus if disney's feeling comfortable with this progress that they're making that means that it's that much sooner that disney's going to be bringing back the stuff that it's already lacking the stuff that we're missing uh like fireworks and parades and after hours i mean we saw this week disney felt comfortable enough to uh not only announce the boobash put the boobash tickets up for sale and that went smoothly believe me (laughs) but uh i mean like like this is like we've said before just one step back towards normal back to the disney experience that we long for yeah and while i pulled this with both hands out of rumor corner corner and put it into truth corner um, since you mentioned it, I'm going to just take a little brief shuffle over into Rumor Corner, and <laughs> and we can mention that word is on the streets that fireworks may come back to the Disney parks as soon as July. Mm. Now, this is a rumor. We're not reporting this as a fact, but, I mean, that's pretty huge, and if that's true, I think that means you're going to have fireworks at Boobash. Mm-hmm. Which, we did, we, mm-hmm, yep. that's pretty big, pretty big news. Huge. And like, I know you said you got this from, uh, from the rumor corner or rumor street or the rumor district yeah. or whatever term you wanted to throw on it. But this week we've seen a lot of videos on Twitter of people recording fireworks from Epcot from like midnight to 1am where they're just full blown testing a entire fireworks show. So, yes, this is a rumor, but at the same time, I feel like uh, the old adage where there's smoke, there's fire, that really might apply here. And we talked about when the Boobash was first announced, they didn't mention fireworks. And we said, it's okay to undersell this to begin with because they can add stuff to this. Yep. And and if they're, if they're going to be bringing back fireworks for July, which, by the way, 4th of July, I hear is kind of a big firework holiday, um... Probably going to have a Halloween uh, fireworks display for Boobash. Yeah. That, th- that feels think, like a safe assumption. I think so. If, if if we are lighting up the sky in July, then I think very strong case to can be made that there will be fireworks at the Boobash in August when it starts because that's Halloween season. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess I guess we we've, we've uh, mentioned Boobash a couple times. Uh, uh, Boobash tickets did go on sale for uh, DVC members uh, and annual pass holders who have uh, reservations down in the House of the Mouse while Boobash is going on. Uh, went live on the eighth uh, last week, and oh boy, <laughs> wow! Uh, Disney's phone system was not prepared, or rather, it was prepared, just completely crapped the bed. Once again, Disney has some sort of a major rollout, a major sale. It's whether oh it God. be whether it be their online limited edition merch, 
whether it be tickets for a hard, you know, an after hours event. Um, at this point, I think Disney should do a better job of predicting demand. I mean, you, you can't, I know you can't just like hire a staff of thousands and thousands of, of customer service agents that can take these calls and, and book the tickets. But man, I mean, you know, our, our friend Steffers who loves the universal parks pointed out that, you know, when they go and, and sell their tickets to things like Halloween horror nights, universal does that online. I'm not totally sure why Disney can't do a mix of online and, you know, agent sales mm-hmm. on the phone. Um, it seems like something like that would, would be helpful. And we are in the year 2021. The fact that you can't book a ticket to something online is a little odd, but, um, Halloween sold out. You know, we were critical last week about, uh, ticket prices and just saying we felt like they were high and, uh, but they are, they are high, but obviously (laughs) that did not, uh, tamp down demand at all as Halloween sold out immediately. And I mean, who knows? They could add to it. I hope that they don't, because I hope that they keep crowds down. But I mean, ticket sales were brisk, and uh, people like yourself, Landon, waited hours on the phone. Um, tried how many times did you have to call before you got through? Literally two hundred. Oh my god! Because and the only reason I know this is because I have an iPhone, and you can go into your call history. And I added up all of the times that I called. It took me two hours to not get a busy signal, to not get a called failed error, or for it to just straight up hang up. On the <laughs> literal 200th time was the first time I got through to Walt Disney World, and they put me on hold for another two hours. So oh. I, in total, four hours on the phone, and it took me literally two hundred times dialing a uh, uh, number down to the house of the mouse wow. before I got through. And then on top of that, I ended up dropping over 300 daggum dollars on two tickets. So <sighs> Tuesday was an interesting day in the Landon house. <laughs> as we call them 300 Disney dollary dues. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, and uh, as we all know, Disney dollary dues are more fun question mark than regular money but um i am hoping that once it opens to the general public because coming uh this week it will open to the general public because on the 8th it was only for dvc annual pass holders and people staying on resort during this time i'm hoping that once the 15th rolls around and it does go general public that it will give you the option to purchase these tickets online because I can only think the only hang up that made you be required to call in and talk to a cast member was they wanted to verify that you were staying on uh, property while this was going on because I had to give my reservation number for uh, for my stay at the Swan while me and my mom are down there and they had to verify that it was me and we were staying there so fingers crossed once the 15 rolls around and this opens to everybody else it's not gonna be this tire fire that it was last week yeah agreed because woof ladies and gentlemen woof I mean you would imagine that the population of people who want tickets to the Boobash outside of just DVC AP and people who are staying on a resort is much larger. That's a larger group to be pulling from, so you would think demand would be even higher. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they do something with their circuits, and I don't know what. Is it? 
The question is, is it better to sit on the phone on hold for four hours or to sit on for two and have to call for two? I don't know, because I can tell you I had to call an airline that I do not want to plug to try to make a change to a, um, some tickets for changing them from today to tomorrow. And um, first of all, it took me several times calling through to get through. And then once I was on, I was on hold for an hour and 45 minutes before I spoke <sighs> to an agent. And I there is no loop. There is no music loop, hold music in the world that you want to listen to for that length no. of time. I get like it. like I like like you talk about the the music loop and the hold uh, music. I swear to god if I hear Gilbert Godfrey sing friend like me one more time, I am going to snap. Like there's a lot of things that Gilbert Godfrey's really good at. Some would say great at. You know what? One of those things isn't singing. Especially when it's some knockoff version from like one of the dadgum direct to home movie Aladdin. <laughs> like, ah! Mm. You might have a little PTSD. <sighs> Just breathe. Yeah, you got a woosa. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, whiskey. All right. Well, Congratulations to those of you who got your Boo Bash tickets. I, I, I think we actually do know some people in the Monorail fam that are going Halloween night, so congratulations mm-hmm. to you all, too. Yes, thumbs up. Hope you all have fun. Yeah. Um, some very good parents fought the fight for their family and uh, and are getting tickets for Halloween night. So uh, good on you, and uh, uh, maybe maybe head over to tpublic.com ahead of time and get a Monorail t-shirt to that's wear. That's true. They would look great on Halloween night in the parks. They look even better on Halloween night in the parks. I mean, that's just science. It is just science. Um, Landon, one of the things we love talking about here on the Morning Monorail is, of course, tasty treats. Mm, So good. And I'm going to divert this monorail towards those tasty treats for a few minutes because this week we got some fantastic news that some of our favorite restaurants from around the Walt Disney World Resort are returning, starting with... Sebastian's Bistro over at the Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. Sebastian's Bistro will be opening June 24th with nightly walk-in availability through July 4th. Bookings available June 10th for reservations starting on the 5th. So it's going to be walk-in until the 5th. After that, you're probably going to need reservations. Sebastian's Bistro being located at the Caribbean Beach Resort. I just have to tell you, that's a Skyliner stop. And uh, I'm a big Skyliner fan, and this is a delicious place. If you want to do a little Skyliner hopping, maybe you're doing picking up some drinks. Um, this is a nice place to, to get some of those carbs back and, and fill up the stomach so you don't overdo it. Uh, I highly recommend Sebastian's Bistro. It's nice. It's in a cool location. Uh, go, go, go check it out. I recommend it. Good recommendation. I like I like the suggestion. Get get some carbs on the stomach after you have a couple beverages. And plus, with the way the Skyliners have been acting here recently, you might need a couple to get back on the Skyliners because uh, the Skyliners have apparently become a full contact attraction now. So. We do not disparage Skyliners on the Morning Monorail <laughs> podcast. It's fake news. It didn't happen. <laughs> I'm not saying it didn't happen. There are Ask plenty of- everybody. Everybody's saying the Skyliners didn't crash into each other, okay? There, there are plenty of Disney content creators out there <laughs> who like to spread fear about the Disney Skyliners. I'm just They're telling you. They're fear-mongering, okay? There's nothing to fear. If you get in a crash on the Skyliner, you probably are going to get some sweet Disney gift cards. What's wrong That's with true. that? That's true. Mm-hmm. 
So yep. keep that in mind. <laughs> and maybe hope you get in a crash. You'll be fine. No, no, no. Hope you're going to get in a crash. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe it's better not to. I do want to report Tusker House is coming back at Disney's Animal Kingdom. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, I did see some love for that in the uh, Facebook group. Uh, some members of the fam are very excited that Tusker House is opening. It's true. And this, of course, is a character dining experience. The characters will be coming back to the Tusker House. Previously, this is a was a buffet restaurant that had a lot of unique kind of offerings. People would always tell you that even the breakfast had some unique things you could get there. They are going to the bountiful family-style menu so in this case, you'll pay a certain price. They'll bring the all-you-care-to-eat platters. You don't have to order anything. It's just, here's what we have. And it looks like it's going to be, like breakfast, you're going to get your Mickey waffles. You're going to get your eggs, sausage, bacon, that sort of thing. They do have some interesting-looking bread offerings and maybe a couple other little things that they're <laughs> going to mix in there. Define um, interesting. <laughs> well, it's just, they look... Um, artistic it's hard to see from the picture and they don't give us a full menu so i can't really tell you what it is although it does say i can read this simba waffles in, in addition to the mickey mm. waffles uh, okay durban chicken and egg curry with jasmine rice that's unique that sounds, sounds good, good. Yeah. okay i can get behind that and much more so there oh, you go they have much more oh man yeah. i love much more that's my favorite <laughs> food especially when you're getting all you care to eat and, and and you mentioned it used to be a buffet. Let's let's head back over to Speculation Station. Do you ever think we're going to get back to buffet? That's an interesting question, my friend. And I think that you can boil that down to, does Disney think they can make more money by doing these family-style platters as opposed to just putting out all this buffet food where they have to turn it over and they might be creating more waste? Hmm. Because I think that they can somewhat control... I mean, people are going to order extra platters and then they're not going to finish them. I can attest to that because we did it at Garden Grill. <laughs> um, but do you create less food and create less waste by doing the family-style platters? I don't know. I mean, it seems like they're going to be here for a little while because... I mean, I think Chef Mickey's is doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. It was a buffet restaurant. Um Ohana, it, it's coming back. We're going to yep. get to that in a second. It's It's been announced as a all-you-care-to-eat family-style yeah. restaurant. So Yeah, it's true. Well, while you bring it up, let's talk about Ohana, because that was the main event. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, Ohana is coming back, and uh, apparently uh, the menu had some changes, <laughs> and then the menu had some more changes this week. And, of course, Disney Twitter totally responded like normal, yeah. rational people. We it's all. not like we're we were in the throes of noodle apocalypse or anything <laughs> like that. I think the Dillos had coined Noodlegate as their phrase hashtag Noodlegate. That's weak. Um, like 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 blank gate is so overplayed. <laughs> like like we need to get blank apocalypse going. Noodle apocalypse, y'all. Noodle apocalypse. Of course, it's over now, so we really can't get noodle apocalypse off the ground. Let's save blank apocalypse for the next thing that people irrationally freak out about when it comes to Disney because you know we're like probably days away from it. Okay. Before we take off on that, I, I forgot to mention Tusker House opens June 20th. Bookings now available. Okay. Let's go to Ohana. Ohana will be opening up July 9th. Bookings available starting the 10th. So as you're hearing this, you probably already missed out on all the reservations. 
Sorry. Uh, uh, booking apocalypse. There we go. And we're back. <laughs> Fire up the outrage machine. But if you don't know what we're talking about, because maybe you're not plugged into Diz Twitter, there was a, a veritable poopy storm on Diz Twitter when a technical term, yeah. when <laughs> Disney announced that Ohana was coming back and the menu was going to be slightly changed. You see... Ohana wasn't a buffet place before. I mean, it was a place where they would bring you all to care, all you care to eat family style food. But apparently, and I'd never gone for dinner. So look, I'm an outsider looking in on this. I went for breakfast. I love the breakfast there. Apparently, the noodles were life changing that you would get that they served for lunch and dinner. I struggled to understand how noodles could have such an impact on so many people. But obviously, I'm wrong because. There was such an outcry, such rage and gnashing of teeth. The pitchforks, the torches, they were out. People were going to kill the beast that took away those noodles. <laughs> and uh, and Disney acquiesced, and now the noodles will be coming back. Which Remember I was talking about, I don't know if this was a podcast conversation. It might have been in uh, Discord, but we were talking about how, isn't it strange that some of this news comes out before... Universal or Disney officially announced it, and I said, there's intention there, because I believe that sometimes news comes out, they wait to see what the reaction's going to be, and then they try to shape the message after that, so if they need to make some adjustments on how they sell it, or if they just need to change course, sometimes they do that after they get that initial reaction. Unfortunately, they didn't leak this information before it came out, so it was official, the noodles were gone. And people lost mm-hmm. their minds. Oh, and it like like I've never had the noodles, so I can't say whether or not they're life changing. Uh, as a college student, I've eaten a lot of noodles, uh, particularly of the ramen and yeah. cup of cup variety. Of, yeah, but I, like like the, they are coming back. When I'm down there, I do hope they are as good as everybody who lost their <laughs> dad gum mine lost made them mind. out to be. Like people were freaking out. Like, like I think I saw a petition started on change.org. <laughs> people were changing Twitter handles to like uh, uh, blank is saving the noodles or something like that. Um, I do want to try them now that they're going to be back at the same time. It's like Jay mentions. It's like a lot of times organizations will release a, a trial balloon to see how it goes. If it floats, guess what? It's coming out. If it gets shot down, no, we were never thinking about doing that. That's ridiculous and you're stupid for thinking it. Now, this was an official change to <laughs> yeah. the menu, but uh, uh, Disney very quickly changed their course and I guess they got to their noodle distributor and said, hey, we need our noodles back because people are losing their GD minds. Good grief, man. It's crazy. Over noodles. It's crazy. Noodles. Disney, have you heard the stink I've raised over Epcot barges? <laughs> and those things are still out there floating in the lagoon. You should have said that the barges were taking away the noodles. That would have gotten rid of them overnight, dummy. They, they put all the noodle money into barges. <laughs> this is why we can't have noodles. It's the barges' fault, guys. You know, I, I, I heard that somewhere on the internet, so it must be true. My God. Noodles. Noodles. It took noodles to bring us all together, and it will take noodles to tear us apart. I like like I I, I really want to try these noodles. Yeah, no kidding. Like, like I I heard they were good. I didn't know they were this dadgum good, but God. What what kind of a reaction do you expect you'll have when you eat those noodles? 
Um, my shoes will fly off and I'll rip my pants off and <laughs> run out of the poly, if I'm being honest. I hope it happens. <laughs> uh, part of me hopes it happens, but the other part of me that doesn't want to go to Disney jail, hope it doesn't. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like... When you put I'll take a- one bite, just start full face, like getting, like screaming, yeah, noodles! <laughs> like, like, like I'll turn into Chris Farley, just pick up a small child, throw him <laughs> over the bar, uh, uh, jump from the second floor of Ohana, tackle the the Polynesian statue thing in the middle, um, uh, uh, and then just run off into the night pantsless. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> All I can say is, way to go, Diz Twitter. You really did it. <laughs> I. But the thing is, they did do it. They, they did. They got their noodles back. <laughs> they got the damn noodles back. <sighs> wow. The power of public opinion. I don't know. Wow. Holy moly. Um, hey, Diz Twitter, say you really want to bring that Firefly. Come on. Let's, <laughs> let's unite for good. If only we could harness this energy and... Exactly. <laughs> Direct it towards something. I don't know. Does Twitter say you want Tennessee to keep Tony Vitello as baseball coach? Come on. <laughs> we can do it. Go Vols. <laughs> um, maybe now that we got the noodles back, we can harness this energy and direct it towards getting an actual opening date for Space 220. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Yeah, because they did say, or they gave us a vague t- uh, time frame when it's going to open. Yeah. Uh, Nothing, nothing definitive, but we know it's coming this year, guys. In the fall, Space Two Twenty is the only thing I want. It's the only <laughs> thing I want. I've I've been asking for this for over a year now. I think you have. Mm-hmm. You you have been beating the drum for Space Two Twenty even even before the pandemic kind of uh, derailed everything at Disney. Like and and. Part of me feels like we were we were pretty close to an opening yeah. before the world caught fire. You know, part of it was I hear that they lost their head chef at one point. They had to reevaluate the kitchen situation. Um, part of it could have been construction, of course, because there is some like high tech stuff going into space two twenty. I mean, are they're going to put in up space. walls too. Of course, they're going to have walls. It's an Epcot. It's Walcott. <laughs> Walcott. Oh my God! There's so many walls. So they will have plenty of walls in Space 220. Um, and I don't know, maybe maybe they actually had to go up, like send a, a rocket up to the International Space Station to bring down some tang and some freeze-dried ice cream to stock the shelves with because uh, something was holding up things. Um, but you're right, now they have announced. I, I swear, I could be wrong. I swear they told us it was going to be fall 220, 2020 that it was supposed to be open. What I'm reading, what I'm reading in this article is it says it was originally slated winter of 2020, but I think, I think that maybe it was supposed to be fall of 2020. Here we are. It's going to be a year later that we're getting Space 220. They should call it Space 2021 at this point, or C Lab 2021. Exactly. Yes. And speaking of that connection to C Lab. What is one of the biggest reasons I'm excited about Space 220? Do you know what it is? Pipes. Pipes. <laughs> it's the Wait, no, that's the C-Lab 2021 thing. No. I have no idea why. Almost pipes. It's the space elevator. I'm so excited oh, yeah. because yeah. similar to Seabase Alpha, where you had to board a hydrolator and it convinced me 
that I was going down to the bottom of the sea, you will be boarding an elevator that takes you up to the space station, Space 220, where you'll be dining amongst the stars. And I'm ready for it. I am ready to suspend my disbelief. Send me to space. I want to be a space monkey. <laughs> Feed me a well, banana. We did, we did go to space camp as kids, so I'm not super surprised to hear that. But it's like, I am excited this is going to open. The fact that we haven't seen a menu yet still kind of mm, gives me a little bit of trepidation. But I'm, I'm definitely willing to go to Space 220 at least once for the atmosphere, unless it's just, you know, like camp. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you, the, the concerns about the menu are valid, and according to the article I'm reading here from InsideTheMagic.net, they're saying, Upon your arrival, you will dine from a menu featuring modern American cuisine, more than a thousand bottles of the finest wine, and a wide selection of craft beer. Look. And the Ohana noodles. They're there, too, so everybody They better down. have the Ohana noodles. <laughs> Space 220 should really have the best of cuisine from around the globe. I mean, it should. All, it, you almost mm -hmm. think they could have done like a spin on what is the best thing from every one of the countries represented in World Showcase. We need like a modern twist on each one of those things, and that's what's going to be on the menu at Space 220. That would have been cool. Yeah. Disney, I got this. Just call me. <laughs> I got ideas, man. Call Chef Jay. Chef Jay has got your back, and... I, all I really want is a date. So if you are going to call me, tell me when that restaurant's going to well, open. Well, Sam's going to be pissed that you want a date, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want that restaurant open so bad. And yes, it's true. I feel like as a two-time alum of Space Camp that I should have priority booking for Space 220. Um, I, I mean, you're practically an astronaut at this point. So and I have I, met like, like astronauts. I mean, like, like I totally get what you should be there for opening night in the VIP section. If they don't have a VIP section, bring your own velvet robes and wherever they seat you, it will be the VIP section. That's true. Everywhere mm -hmm. I go, VIP. <laughs> uh, well, until that happens, uh, I'm just going to be, I guess, scouring Diz Twitter and because that's where the news comes from, and that's where the energy comes from, and that's where change happens, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Diz yep. Twitter. But, uh, hey, before we wrap up news, I want to touch on this real quick. We've gone kind of long in news, but, hey, that's what we do. That is what we do. There is a new series coming to Disney Plus that is right up our alley, Landon. In fact, it's, oh, so, it's so up our alley. Buddy. It's so, so up our alley. I think that they have stolen our gimmick, To be, if I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. Starting July 16th, 2021, Disney is launching a series called Behind the Attraction, which will go behind the curtain at some of Disney's most famous attractions. Famous attractions. Let me ask a question. Um, has a podcast ever done a series where they've gone behind the attraction and told the story and the history and done like a, I don't know, a deep dive on those things? Hmm. Maybe with like a fun, uh, uh, you know, play on letters, uh, maybe with a guy named the Doos. <laughs> um, hmm. No, no, not ringing any bells, buddy. I well, can't say 
I, I, well, well, maybe we'll think of it later. I feel like there's something in there that something's reminding me of something that maybe a, a pod- now that you mentioned it. Yeah, I, mm, mm. yeah. Uh, if you all, scratching if you all know what, what I'm talking about, maybe just let us know. Call our hotline. You know the number. Um, but yes, I I am excited for this show. Of course, we're we're teasing a bit here, but um, I am mostly teasing. Our lawyers, Spiderman, Spiderman, and Spiderman are already in contact. <laughs> it's true. Um, I'm super excited for this series. It's something that I'm I love to see. I you know the Imagineering mm-hmm. story, so good on Disney Plus, and I feel like this is going to have that kind of energy. and And some of the locations and attractions uncovered will be Jungle Cruise, It's a Small World, Haunted Mansion. Galaxy's Edge, the Disneyland Hotel, which we didn't talk about, and the castles. So, good stuff. I mean, I mean, that's the kind of content that I r- was really hoping that we would start getting a little bit more of on Disney Plus, and so I'm excited for that series, and, and I will definitely eat it up probably as soon as it's available. Oh, 1,000%. It's like, don't get me wrong. It's like, I love having all the MCU, all the Star Wars, all the Simpsons, all the classic Disney animated movies we grew up with, the Disney animated shorts that came before us. That's all cool, but I am right there with you. This is the content that I signed up for, hoping that Disney would deliver. And, you know, we joke, you know, they're ripping off the M3 4D gimmick, but at the same time, it's like, Disney has better access to this stuff than you and me. <laughs> I Jay. guess a so, little bit, just slightly. I mean, like I'm not downplaying the uh, the research we put into doing M3 4D, but I mean, it's like they might be able to get some people that, quite frankly, this podcast can't. So I am looking forward to seeing this. I am curious if uh, you mentioned the Jungle Cruise, if they're going to mention the updates and the revisioning. Of mm. the Jungle Cruise. Interesting. Like, I, I am curious the cutoff of some of these attractions. Now, a lot of them have been set in place for years, decades at this point, so you don't got to worry about it. But particularly in the case of the Jungle Cruise, I'm wondering when they're going to stop telling the story of the making of the Jungle Cruise. Mm. That's a good question. And, and I, I think hopefully they do bridge that gap and talk about, like, you know what's to come and and give us an insight into that story that's a, that's a really good point mm-hmm. and at least that means I, that and, they're and, doing and, something and, we didn't do exactly well i mean they're already doing something we didn't do they're talking about some disneyland hotel what the hell is disneyland mm. i don't know i feel like we should ask our friends tom and michelle they might be able to absolutely yeah that's a hyperion podcast question <laughs> <laughs> go check out hyperion adventures podcast on yep, all join, of the yeah, major it, platforms. And and join the group on Facebook. They's good people. They also launched a Patreon, by the way. So donate to our Patreon. Then uh, if you got a couple extra shekels, throw it their way. You yeah, know. yeah. They, they'd appreciate it. <laughs> it's a half, half-ass ringing endorsement from the Dawes. That's all the news I had for the week, Landon. Are you ready for my one item that you've got to try at the Walt Disney World theme parks? Ta-da! Or something like that. I don't know. OJ, buddy, am I ready for the one item that you must try at the Walt Disney World theme parks? Buddy, oh, I await with abated breath. <laughs> we talked a lot about food already today, but I just can't help myself. I'm, I'm going to add to the list right Is now. Is it the Ohana noodles, dude? Like, 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 take it down a notch. Okay, well, <laughs> I was going to mention the Ohana noodles, but... Instead, I, I do have an alternative uh, option that I'm going to come up with here that I think it's a hidden gem. I'll just say it. 
It's a hidden gem in the Magic Kingdom. I don't think everybody knows about it. I've talked about it on this podcast. Our friend Tom from Hyperion Adventures Podcast actually released a, uh, a what do you call it? A, a not a knockoff recipe, but like a a mock. Um, mock what do you call it? I don't know. It's a knockoff recipe uh, <laughs> of this. A, a mock-off recipe. A mock-off that he dedicated to me because he knows that this is one of my favorite items in the Magic Kingdom. Wow. Yes. Located at the Friar's Nook in Fantasyland of the Magic Kingdom Park, you can find a little something I like to call the Loaded Buffalo Chicken Tots. Ooh. Yes. $10. dollars nine ninety nine. But this is a heavy entree. And let me just tell you, some people say Magic Kingdom is weak on quick service. And I think you just have to know where to look. I mean, this particular item is something that could easily be passed over. But there's a lot of good items on the menu at the Friar's Nook that you can't get really anywhere else around the Magic Kingdom Park. So it is worth your while to go check it out. And if you are a fan of what they call potato barrels around the Walt Disney World Resort, then you I really recommend that you try this out. They are a little a little spicier than some of the other buffalo offerings, which is something that I like about this particular item. It's heavy, it's hearty, it's delicious, it's salty, it's cheesy, it's everything that you would want. It's got a delicious buffalo flavor. $10. And if you don't know exactly where the Friar's Nook is, I'll tell you how to find it. So if you're coming through the castle, say you walk right through Cinderella Castle, you take a right, and you're gonna you're gonna end up like um, you pass like there's a little uh, toy shop over there on the right that I can't think of the name of right now, so don't hold me to it. But you but you go like you're walking towards the carousel and you take a right, and the Friar's Nook is kind of tucked in over there. It's it's near um, Storybook Treats. And it's not all one thing you have to pay attention to is it's hours because it's not always open. But when it is open, it is a delicious treat. Don't miss the loaded buffalo chicken tots. If you're a fan of buffalo sauce, but like buffalo wings and things like that, I really do recommend it. It is heavy, so keep that in mind. It is a heavy, heavy entree. Um, you could share it. You could probably- I, I, was, I was about to ask, is this a shareable thing that's so heavy? Yeah, you could share it with two people, I think. Okay. I don't share it. I eat the whole thing. <laughs> But you could share it. Landon, have you ever made your way over to Friar's Nook? Have you ever tried anything from that location? I cannot say that I have, but uh, hearing you describe it, I'm kind of hating the fact that I can't say yes to that, particularly in this instance, because I'm a fan of chicken wings. I'm a fan of uh, the tots or potato barrels, as Mm -hmm. they're called. Uh, Like, that sounds amazing. Right up my alley. Uh, uh, You said they're, they're heavy. They're salty. They're 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 a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, that's how I describe myself on my dating profile. So I mean, that <laughs> that, that is one thousand percent up my alley. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think you would be a good test subject. Then the next time you're in the Magic Kingdom, you, we've got to put this on the list of you should make it. Uh, <laughs> I know you've got a long list of things you got to try. So long, and unfortunately, I don't think I, I I made any headway on it the last time I was down there. I just I just went back to what I knew. But for lunch, say I mean you know what we did. So uh, the last time that we tried the the loaded buffalo chicken tots, uh, a couple of our party members wanted to get a little meal at Cosmic Rays. So we ordered some things at Cosmic Rays with the mobile order. 
I walked myself over and grabbed my loaded buffalo chicken tots, and I just carried that over to Cosmic Rays. I ate it there because it's not that far. It's just right around the corner. So, you know, you grab some things from a few different places, just take it in there and be serenaded by the biggest little star in the galaxy. Everybody loves Sunny Eclipse. Mm, that right there. Oh, yes. It's a good day. That's a good day. Yes, please, and thank you. And with that, we will close up one item you must try from the Magic Kingdom. Thank you for joining me once again. And of course that means, Landon, the floor is now yours for everyone's favorite segment, Fast Pass Standby Snack. I don't, no, wait, wait, wait. I didn't say it. I didn't finish the whole thing. You have to say it because you got to get your sound effect in there. So I, I I, apologize for almost stealing it from you. Mm-mm-mm. Trying to steal my thunder and more, more importantly, the thunder of this gimmick, Hachi Machi. It's another edition of Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. Each week, we'll have three items that are similar to each other. We're talking attractions, snacks, shows, etc., and we'll rank them. If you want to fast pass something, this is your top choice and something you definitely do not want to miss out on. If you want to stand by something, it's not your top choice, but it's still something you'd be willing to wait in line for. And if you want to snack break something, well, you might go grab a snack while your party does this, but you'll watch the purses and the bags while they do so. So, uh, we already talked about it. We were in the throes of Noodlepocalypse. Thankfully, Noodlepocalypse has come to an end. But we're staying topical. Uh, and I was thinking, let's talk about some family-style slash all-you-care-to-eat options. So, we got Ohana's, Chef Mickey's, and Garden Grill. And uh, we had some people say this was the hardest Fast pass standby snack break that we've had so far. Of course, it feels like every week somebody says that, which makes me feel good. Uh, you know, I'm doing a good job making y'all squirm. And uh, this is the very first week that we are including answers on the Patreon exclusive Discord chat. If you want to guarantee your answer being read on this very fine podcast, head over to patreon.com slash morning monorail, sign up, get it on the Patreon, get it on the Discord chat and you will hear your answer read because uh, we got nearly 30 comments on the Facebook post. I don't know if we're going to be able to get to all of them, but if you are in the uh, Discord chat, you will get read. Uh, Jay, how about this? I am going to kick it off this week. Do, we, uh, do you want to do Discord first or do we want to save that for the end? No, uh, why don't we start with Discord? Okay, all right. Yeah, we'll start there. And like you said, uh, we do have a private... Uh, community set up on Discord for our Patreon members, and as part of that, there is a channel specifically for Fast Pass Standby Snack Break, so we're going to start there today. Yep, made by request by Tony the Disney Dad, and that's just one of the fun perks. If you are in the Discord chat, you can ask for a channel to be made, and by God, it will be made. Like, we even have a rules uh, channel. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give out some of the rules we have in there. That, you know, peek behind the curtain. An appetizer, if you will, to get people to sign up for the Patreon. Justin Monorail on the 7th of June says, be excellent to each other. That's a good rule. Mm -hmm. The Dawes said on June 10th, live, laugh, limp biscuit. <laughs> 
And those are the only two rules, apparently, for this Discord channel. So, I mean, like, everybody get in there. It's going to be fun. But first up, we did mention him before. He did request the creation of this channel. It is Tony, the Disney dad. He is fast-passing Ohana because the food, both dinner and breakfast, is so yummy, plus the bread pudding. He's standby in Chef Mickey's because the breakfast is good and the character in interaction pre-COVID was excellent. Plus, you twirl napkins. <laughs> Neat. I would I would really hope that you, for all the money you're paying, somebody else would twirl your napkins. But And then he's a snack-breaking garden grill because, well, he's never done it. So, uh, yeah, strong answers from Tony, the Disney dad. Thank you very much. That was a solid line. Okay. Next up in the Discord, we've got Lewis, Disney Pick-A-Day on Twitter. Make sure you're following him. He's dropping fresh Disney picks every single day, and you're going to want to see it. He puts a lot of garbage can pictures up there. Uh, he, he's doing he's doing our work for our soon-to-be-coming uh, garbage can. Uh, tablecloth, uh, yeah. Tablecloth. By the way, Tony is my favorite member of the uh, Discord, so. Okay. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, Lewis hasn't done any of these. And he wants us to know that his tastes are very down-to-earth, Southern American, and that affects his picks. So he's going to fast-pass the Garden Grill, mostly because it's in the park, which is Epcot and is located right there with two of the best attractions, Living with the Land and Leanin'? And come what? I think he meant Soarin', but it's funny <laughs> that it's called Leanin'. Um, yep, uh-huh, yeah, I see that too. And come no, no, on. Ac actually, that's the attraction Linen. Oh, okay. For, <laughs> yep. Where you get to relive the life and works of John Lennon? I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, and come on, the place rotates. A thrill restaurant. He's all about spinning, if you don't know Lewis. <laughs> He's going to stand by Ohana. It was closed when we were there last, and while I was only so-so on the Tonga Toast, as we had it from the quick service, the menu for dinner looks really good with kielbasa, roasted chicken, and chimichurri sauce, egg fried rice, and... Bread pudding. We didn't even mention the bread pudding. People didn't lose their mind about bread pudding because it is going to be there when it comes back. It's standby Chef Mickey's because it seems to be the foofiest. That's a new <laughs> word for me of the restaurants. Not a big prime rib fan. Ribeye, yes. And the other choices right now were salmon and turkey. Stuff I can prepare myself. Look, I mean, you could prepare pretty much any of this stuff yourself. But will you do it as good as Chef Mickey? I don't think so. <laughs> he said Chef Mickey's menu had the word kale on it and no dessert that was bread pudding. So fair enough. <laughs> so we've discovered Lewis uh, hates kale and loves bread pudding. Mm -hmm. I learned something today. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up is my favorite member of the Discord chat. It's Shannon. She is uh, answering this as if COVID is not a player any longer. Definitely fast passing Garden Grill, uh, particularly the breakfast. It was delicious and the character interaction was fantastic. My adult children want to go back again. Bonus, Soren Walk-On. I mean, that that is a strong selling point for uh, for Garden Grill. You're literally right there. And if you and if you get a breakfast reservation before the park opens, you can walk on, like Shannon says. Stand by Ohana. Have only had breakfast, and it was definitely a good meal. I sure would love some bread pudding, please, like now. So once again, uh, much like Lewis, Shannon is a fan of the bread pudding and snack breaking. Chef Mickey, last on my list to try. So, I get that. I get it. Good answers from Shannon, as always. Mm -hmm, strong. Definitely Our a reason why Shannon's my favorite member of the Discord. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to say something about walking on Soren. Hot take. 
Um, at this point, I, I don't know if I've just brainwashed myself. That's about the only way I'm going to ride Soren at this point. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. We have we have done a, a complete role reversal. <laughs> because if you remember on Nerd News Cafe, I completely buried Soren. Like, yeah. that fight sucks. <laughs> it's overrated. Uh, everybody who likes it is stupid. Yep. And now here you are. We, wow. It's funny. We have. It's a 100% role reversal. And, uh, wow. Yeah. Soren. Am I drunk? See you later. I mean, I am, but but is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Theme Park Rob. He says, uh, oh, hell. And then he put in parentheses five minutes later. So now, <laughs> uh, Landon, please insert five minutes of silence. And then he said, okay, here we go. Fast Pass Ohana. I've only been here once, but it was a wonderful experience. You get huge, delicious portions. Everything is super tasty and cooked perfectly. And it's at the Poly. What is there not to like? Plus, if you're there in the evening, you can watch the fireworks across the Seven Seas Lagoon. Oh, and by the way, he didn't say this, but I'm going to say it. The electrical water pageant. <laughs> That's some editorializing, Jay. We don't allow... Okay, we totally allow that. <laughs> On standby, he said Garden Grill. As long as it's for breakfast. Otherwise, never mind. I'll end up in the penalty box if I go on too much. Standby because the family-style breakfast is delicious. And a great way to start your day in Epcot. The sticky buns, the fresh fruit, the potato barrels, and piles of bacon. Oh, my. And, <clears throat> and then he's going to snack break Chef Mickey. It's not getting a fair shake in this round because of Garden Grill breakfast. The breakfast at Chef Mickey's was pretty good, but it's been a while since I've been there. Plus, it's usually very noisy here for breakfast, and I'm old and grumpy. Join the <laughs> club, theme park, Rob. And don't want to hear 13 different kids crying already because their parents got them out of bed for a 7 a.m. reservation. Now, that being said, if Garden Grill is up for lunch slash dinner, then it goes to snack break and Chef Mickey's goes to standby. Even with the... I feel like this is math and I'm getting confused. <laughs> Even with the screaming kids, don't at me. You've all been there. You know what I'm talking about. I, we do know what you're talking about, mm -hmm. Willis. Yep, yep. I, I, I totally sympathize with theme park Rob's uh, plight. Next up is going to be my favorite member of the Discord chat. It's Lexi. I'm assuming. Uh, Fast Pass Ohana. Overall poly aesthetic, stitch, and awesome food. Gimme, gimme, gimme right now. Standby Garden Grill veggies freshly grown, plus exclusive scenes, a perfect feather in the cap after living with the land or the behind the seeds tour, and snack break Chef Mickey. Really adore this one, but Landon is once again forcing my hand. I feel like this is an OG of character dining and the best way to start a Magic Kingdom morning, but out of all three, I think this one can use the most sprucing up, and it doesn't help that I think the contemporary is the ugliest resort oh! on property. Ouch. Man, Lexi off the top rope like Macho Man, Randy Savage, dropping the elbow. Yeah. And then Lexi included a picture of her brother on the behind the scenes tour with a ginormous <laughs> vegetable of some sort. I love it. Like, even though this is a audio based format, if y'all have pictures to go along with your answers, I, I will at least enjoy seeing them. So I encourage you. I implore you. Give me some pictures, but uh, strong answers from Lexi. And then, uh, like I said, Lexi with some machine gun fire at the contemporary. How about that? Oh, Lexi. Look, I get it. I understand. I just have, I can tell you, I have nostalgia for the contemporary because uh, I've stayed there a couple of times. It holds a very special place in my heart. Not only have I stayed there, the, the freaking monorail goes right through it. 
it actually enters the Grand Canyon concourse. So this hurt a little bit, but I understand and I'm going to let it slide. Because Lexi is our favorite member of the Monorail family. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was going to say, you best not be besmirching, or besmirching <laughs> my favorite member of the Monorail. Or besmirching. Whatever. All right. We're I gonna, talk good. You do talk good one day. <laughs> we're going to move over to the Monorail fam on Facebook. And um, again, more than likely, we're not going to be able to get to all these because we just don't. We flat don't there have time. almost 30 comments, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, love the fact that y'all are participating with with us, but it's 30 comments. Yeah, it's a lot. And uh, so we're going to have to kind of pick and choose as we go. And, and maybe starting next time, we go through all of these, but the extended cut ends up on the Patreon. And uh, we, we kind of shorten it up here for the, the regular show because we don't want this to be the Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> but it ends up being that anyway. We can't. And spoiler alert, Batman's going to say the F word at the end on this podcast too. So. <laughs> It'll kind of be the Snyder Cut. Why did you say Martha? Do we just become best friends? Yeah. You're going to go do karate in the garage. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> as we take a look over at the Monorail fam, um, I want to give a shout out to our friend Kevin. Why? Because it cracked me up. Uh, he cracked me up a couple of times uh, on the Monorail fam. He said, um, he's never been to any of these, but he picked Chef Mickey's as his fast pass. So that makes him different. He's a sucker for the hotel that's part of the monorail loop and would love to stay at the Contemporary. His standby was Garden Grill because according to yours truly, it literally moves. It does. I'm not kidding. It does move you. Snack break. He said, I thought Ohana was the one with Tonga Toast, but after doing my research, it does not. (laughs) Maybe the bread pudding is good. Um, but then I, I said, can we just talk about noodles for an hour this week? And this is where Kevin said, we don't need more white guys talking about their noodles. Factually correct, Kevin. Fair enough. And that is why you got a shout out on the show this week. Keep the funnies coming, Kevin. We love you. Mm-hmm, fantastic. Also, we don't need more white guys talking about their noodles. The newest shirt coming to the tea public <laughs> store. So keep an eye out on that one. <laughs> We're blowing up on merchandise, ladies and gentlemen. Too much. Uh, next up, we're going to head over to our friend Lainey, who, by the way, is my favorite member of the Monorail family. Fast Pass Ohana. I love the vibe in the restaurant and the food. Absolutely amazing. This is always a must-eat place for us. Standby Chef Mickey's. My daughter loves the meet and greet with the characters. We usually do breakfast when we go here. And what better way to start your day than walking around the parks with some good old carb loading? Amen to that. And standby Garden Grill, only because we haven't had the opportunity to eat there, but very much wanting to change that on our very next trip. And then he hopes that the Monorail crew has a great week. Right back at you, lady. Thank you for the answer. And thank you for being a rider on the Monorail. Absolutely, Lainey. We appreciate you so much. We're going to move on to our, our friend uh, Drew Decker. He's, he's a consistent contributor on the Monorail Fam Facebook. He's he's added some things for discussion, and I appreciate that, keeping the Thanks, conversation Drew. going. So, Drew, this one's for you, buddy. Fast Pass Ohana. This Polynesian resort gym is easily one of the best restaurants on Disney property. Dinner at Ohana is everything at a, a Disney sit-down restaurant should be. Amazing and ungodly amount of food. Theming and atmosphere that takes you out of that theme park mindset. If you plan your dinner reservation just right, you can be enjoying the bread pudding while the lights dim and the music from Happily Ever After fireworks are pumped into the restaurant. 
Mm. Mm. That is Man, a... the hair on my arm just stood up thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> same. Got a little he chill. A picture. That was beautifully done, Drew. Standby, Chef Mickey's. Fab Five, check. Monorail, check. Do you want to experience what Beatlemania was like? Just wait till Mickey comes out. <laughs> check. <laughs> Snack break, garden grill. Snack break, more like nap break. This complete Whoa. snooze fest of a restaurant is so boring that Farmer Mickey can't even save it. Oh, wow. wow. The highlight wow. of this. <laughs> Are we going to have to put a member of Vol Nation in the penalty box? <laughs> oh, wow. The highlight of this restaurant's during the course of the meal, I'll have rotated a complete circle. I'd rather take a bag of trail mix on living with the land and call it a day. <laughs> wow. Oh my, oh, my goodness. No. Drew? Oh. Oh, no. Drew's trying to take our jobs. He's being too funny. Ooh, ooh. That's yeah, fantastic. He's, he's trying to be too funny, and he's hating on Garden Grill. Mm. I'm going to suggest the next one be Michael Matande, because he missed out last week, and he's back this week. So we got to give a shout-out to Michael. Okay, well, we're going to give a shout-out to Michael here in a second, but we know it's it's just the rules. You have to read Michael's answer, or Michael Matande's answer. Okay. I'm going to give a shout-out to a new member of the Monorail family in the Facebook group, and it just so happens to be another Michael. Uh, he is going, okay, I've only eaten one of these, so I have to go off that and the rec recommendations given to me. Fast Pass Garden Grill. I have eaten there several times, so it has to take the top billing due to that. Standby, Chef Mickey. Due to many friends saying I have to do that. I, I get that. It's one of those things where, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got to eat it, blah. And then Snack Break Ohana. Again, just based off these recommendations. I've eaten at the castle when I was 15 years old so long ago, but that was such a treat. Tiffin's, what more could I say? But it's the bomb. <laughs> Coral Reef, I had an outstanding visit that that day even so many people coral reef i had an outstanding visit that day even so many people had no idea it was that great skippers at mk those cheese balls were so good and then uh brown derby not too shabby but my r2 unit was in my backpack and kept going off so i had a louder conversation with the table across from ours uh with their r2 unit nice. so <laughs> first of all welcome aboard to the monorail and i love the fact that you gave some uh, other stories and opinions and also i love the fact that your r2 was chatting with another r2 i think that's hilarious it is very funny he said he knew adding those extra places might put him in the penalty box he got a little carried away but uh he's a new listener to the podcast and he got excited to join in his first fast pass standby snack break so hey look i get absolutely it. not michael that will not put you in the penalty box we love the enthusiasm bring it on every dadgum week i in Insist on it. Bring the heat, Michael. Yeah, I'm Landon Doan, and I approve this message. All right, from one Michael to another, this is Michael Matande. My pal and yours. Again, Hakuna Matande on Instagram. Uh, and don't mess with him, because dude is ripped, and uh, <laughs> he will take you out. Okay. Damn right. Having been to two out of three of these options, I feel comfortable with my picks. Fast Pass Ohana, because the location is the best of the three, in my opinion. Having characters like Lilo and Stitch that are so rare to meet anywhere else in the parks helps too. Plus, if, and lastly, <laughs> there are a few more food options than Garden Grill, even though they have similar food. So he's saying they have similar things to Garden Grill, but Ohana's got a little more. So, all right. Standby, Garden Grill. The pros are that it is easily accessible since it's inside Epcot, as opposed to having to go to a resort. The view's incredible, too, and the only con for me is the slow spinning can be unsettling. See, I'm glad you said that because it was for me a little bit, too. I'm just saying. 
It's cool, but it's a little weird. Snack break, Chef Mickey's. Unfortunately, the location kills it here. What with it being at the contemporary and all ha and all ha ha. The food doesn't have stellar reputation either. Okay, well, you know, listen, you gotta watch talking crap about the contemporary. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's kind of like this the Skyliner. We we don't disparage the contemporary around here. That's just not what we do. Well, a couple of people in the family uh, didn't get that memo, so uh, so you might want to reiterate that in the rules. Hot uh, off the press. Uh, okay, all right. Next, we're going to go to uh, Bob, uh, Boozy Bob, uh, uh, Bartender Bob, or uh, B-Hole Bob, as I called him <laughs> last. Bob, I apologize. That that was too far, but you totally deserved it. Anyway, Fast Pass, say aloha to Ohana because nothing beats the Polynesian at night. Pre-dinner cocktails at Tambu Lounge, dinner at Ohana, then nightcap at the Grog Grotto, then walking out to the beach and watching the fireworks. Ohana is more than just a restaurant because it's at the Poly. Standby Chef Mickey, going to agree with a few others that the big draw for me is more about the proximity and the walk to the Magic Kingdom, along with the free valet from Tables in Wonderland. This is getting like valet parking at Magic Kingdom. And you get a nice breakfast, too. Hopefully, Tables in Wonderland will come back. But I fear Chappie don't like the discount program. And to round out this week's pick, my snack break is the Garden Grill. Maybe one day I'll circle, because it goes in rotation, back around there one day. But there's much better food in Epcot, so I usually go with a showcase restaurant. And then uh, Bob finishes out his answer, talking about uh, ambiance and spinning <laughs> restaurants. So so if you want to see the rest of that, head over to the uh, Facebook group and check out the rest of his answer. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that leaves it to us, Landon, at this point. Uh, By the way, thank you to everybody yes. else that, that answered. Like, I, I hate that we can't read everybody's answer, but I mean, like, I'll be honest, as a creator of this segment, I didn't think it was going to blow up like it did, but we are getting tons and tons every week, even more response and interaction with y'all. So keep it coming. And, uh, and, and, and who knows, maybe next week we'll be able to read yours. Absolutely. And I will say it helps if you maybe throw in a picture. It helps if you add some color and some detail to your answers. And it, and you know what? If, if you are uh, interesting and funny, that helps too. Um, and so but I just want to quickly say, shout out. We've got a couple of Amandas right off the top. Amanda J, Amanda C. Uh, I know we didn't get yours. Uh, Steffers, thank you. Uh, you responded as usual. You know we love you, Steffers. Lucas H., Adam, you were you're always on the verge of the penalty box, so just you know, uh, you 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 lost your mind over over the noodles. So we're gonna give you a pass this week. Um, Allison Q and uh, a- Andrew M. I don't want always want to say people's last names because I don't know if they want us to. Um, Val, Val, thank you for your answers. That's uh, uh, she is Val Pal Mickey on Twitter, and uh, Kevin. Uh, you know what? You got a shout out previously, Kevin Mucha, uh, and then Mike B. Thank you all. Thank you all for participating. It's amazing that you do that. And if we miss you this week, we might just get you next next week. So uh, keep playing along, and I'm sure that it's going to bubble back up. But the it's just and an- double shout out to Amanda and Mike because they are new members of yes. the Monorail family. I hate that we weren't able to bring you on on this go round of Fast Pass. But like Jay says, just just keep throwing your answer up. Your day will come. I promise. 
Yes, yes. We'll get to all of you, and, and we really do appreciate the interaction. And I know everybody loves reading the responses in the Monorail fam. This is the mon- the Morning Monorail fam on Facebook. Morning Monorail family on Facebook. Join there. And, of course, you will see this come up every week. In addition to us sharing articles and news and other things throughout the week that we talk about, um, if, if you want to be part of that ongoing conversation, make sure you're part of the Morning Monorail family. But, Landon... I think we need to get to our answers, and um, I'm just going to jump in with mine first, and I'll let you round us out, because you are the closer, sir. Um, for me, Fast Pass, I think you got to go Ohana. And I'll tell you, some of the responses that we got as we were reading through them really solidified this for me, because people are so right. The location, when you factor in things like, you're right, you know, up the stairs and down a hallway from Trader Sam's, you, you know, you, you've got this beautiful location on the on the beach where you can watch the electrical water pageant. You can watch the fireworks. You've got this delicious menu. And you've got characters that you can't just meet anywhere. You put all that together. Ohana, hard to, hard to beat for sure. Um, I would go stand by Chef Mickey's because it is in the contemporary. I like the ambiance of the monorail coming through there. I love the interaction with with Mickey and with Donald and Pluto and all the gang that, you know, it's just, it's it's a classic place. It's a classic experience for me. I have dined at Chef Mickey's. Actually, I've done all three of these, um, surprisingly. Um, And yeah, I I mean, I would definitely, is the food amazing? I don't think the food's amazing, but for me, this one's more about location because Garden Grill, while I think... It was a very good experience. I don't think it was a waste. This one is going on snack break for me because out of the three, I just think it doesn't do enough with the menu to overcome the fact that it doesn't have this outstanding location like the other two do. Yes, it is right there where you're looking into living with the land. Yes, it's a rotating restaurant. Yes, you get the character interactions, but it just doesn't have enough to push it up over either Ohana or Chef Mickey's. And so for me, I think I'd have to snack break Garden Grill. It's amazing you talk about location and build, and then still throw Garden Grill in the snack break spot because I am going fast past Garden Whoa. Grill, particularly for that breakfast. But I am also including the location. Not only is it a rotating restaurant, so it's kind of a gimmick. Not only do you get to peek into living with the land. I already mentioned if you get that reservation early in the morning before uh, they open the park to the masses, you can have a killer breakfast, already see some characters in their greatest farmer getup. And oh, by the way, once you're done, you can walk downstairs practically walk on Soren and request these seats that you want right smack dab in the middle so you don't get any bendy Eiffel Tower. Uh, I am going to stand by Ohana. Not only is the menu killer, the atmosphere too, uh, particularly we've had some people talk about, uh, I think uh, I think Drew really nailed it. Um, if you time it right, you can have a full-blown meal. Uh, you, can, you can just be too full to take another bite from your bread pudding and time it just right as the lights go down. You hear the music for the fireworks, or uh, I believe it was uh, I believe it was uh, Bob who also mentioned uh, you can head out onto the beach and watch the fireworks too. 
killer options, great way to close your night out. Uh, so, and and then you're like right down the hall from uh, Trader Sam's, which I mean, like that needs to come back sooner rather than later. Disney, you're open everything else up. Give us back Trader Sam, you cowards. And then I am standby, Chef Mickey. Um, I think the character interaction is really the draw for this food. Jay talked about even though this ended up being his uh, his standby. Food isn't anything really special. It isn't anything to write home about. Like the reason you're going to Chef Mickey's is because you want to interact with the characters. You want to see them. I mean, like I'm not going to say that it's in a bad location. I mean, being that close to the Magic Kingdom, especially if you go for breakfast that early in the morning, like it's practically walking there. Not like like I'm I'm not even going to pretend that's that's a negative. But at the same time, it's like. Food is what it is. Nobody goes to Chef Mickey's for the food. You go for the atmosphere. And it's like, like if if you're spending the day in Magic Kingdom, you're gonna be able to see those characters. I'm I'm going standby Chef Mickey for that. Okay. Yeah, I, that's interesting. I and know by it, the way, uh, the contemporary looks like it's out of a bad sci-fi movie. Boom! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right where it hurts. <laughs> It's gonna, Zoe didn't like that. It's going to be interesting to see what it all looks like once they're done with the refurb and and the the makeover of the rooms. And as as everybody has been saying, it sounds like the um, Incredibles aesthetic is being kind of uh, added to the the contemporary resort. And if that is the case, I'll be really interested to see what it all looks like when it's done, because that in the rooms will be kind of a harsh contrast with what the Grand Canyon concourse and like California grill looks like. I don't know. It just seems like it's going to be a little bit odd, but I, I, I like the idea because I think that, you know, it could work, but we'll just have to see what it, what it looks <laughs> like once it's all done. But, but yeah, I mean, I love, I love the contemporary, but it is a nostalgia thing. And, um, I just the, the the fact that you know you got the monorail going through obviously makes me love it even more. I'll admit I realize those aren't great reasons, but those are my reasons, <laughs> and I'm sticking to them. Well, at least you're owning that they're your reasons. But uh, yeah, that has been this week's edition of Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. And by the way, like like if y'all have suggestions for future Fast Pass Standby Snack Breaks, throw them at me. Like the worst I'm going to do is ignore them. So. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes that hurts the worst. That is true. I, I I am I am a cruel podcaster. So, um, Landon, before we wrap up here, I just wanted to give a shout out because we received a, a fantastic five star review on iTunes. Ooh. And when we get a five star review, I like to read those and thank the person that did it. So this one came from Miss Epcot, and Miss Epcot. Wow, Miss Epcot. Miss Epcot. Yeah. Wow. Mm. We're hitting it big, buddy. We're hitting it big. <laughs> uh, her subject line reads, perfect way to get excited for a magical trip. And then she says, such a fun way to prep for a Disney trip. Relatable info for families with kids with fun and laid back host. And the Epcot, Epcot loop playing in the background. Perfection. <laughs> yeah. She loves that Epcot loop. It's strong. I mean, there's there's a reason I just run it in the background over and over and over and over again. I know it makes. By me... the way, a little inside baseball. You can tell who edits the podcast <laughs> by the background music because I am a fan of that Epcot Loop music too. So it's so funny. It, 
<laughs> if you hear that, that's a Landon episode. There's a couple of telltale signs. One of them is the music. I actually have started to disguise the other one, which was if I edit the show, I usually do the welcome aboard the morning monorail overlapped with the intro, and then I bring in whatever the background is after that. You bring in the background and then do the welcome aboard mm-hmm. the morning monorail. Yep. So, mm-hmm. you know, keen eared listeners may have picked <laughs> up on that. Um, so I That's started, hilarious. I started to do it your way because I like your way and that way people don't know the difference. Maybe. I don't know. Well, well now, now we're telling them the difference. So <laughs> it's true. But thank you. Ms. And by Epcot. the way, if you, if you, if you uh, play my episodes backwards, you can hear secret messages in them. Oh, wow. Okay. No, you actually can. But, but, but still, I, re- I encourage you to re-download them and, and check it out. Do it. Yeah. Do it again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Relive the good times. <laughs> In reverse. But I, I do appreciate that from Miss Epcot. We love those five-star reviews. Um, unfortunately, not every review we get is five-star. I realize we're not for everybody. I realize that maybe sometimes there's something that strikes a, a, a nerve with some people that we might say here and there. I just have one small request for those of you who may be inclined to respond to a specific episode or a specific topic with a one-star review. And that is, we have a email called mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. We are available on all the social media. If there's something that we said that you feel like we addressed incorrectly, or maybe our facts weren't exactly where you wanted them to be, or maybe it just struck a nerve, I ask you to send us a message. We will respond. I know that we're not perfect. I never assume that we are. We're going to make mistakes here and there. And, and and the thing is, like I said, I know we're not for everybody. So I don't sit here and pretend like every single person in the world is going to love this show and give us a five star. That would be ridiculous. However, I do feel like sometimes we get some unreasonable one star reviews where people might have a little bit of an agenda. So here's what I want to say. For those of you who do love Landon and I so much that you're part of this monorail fam and you are ride or die. Go throw us a five-star review. Let's bury those one-star reviews that maybe weren't totally fair because some people hear what they want to hear. <laughs> and I think maybe if they listen back, those reviews maybe weren't totally accurate. And I just don't think that's totally fair to us. So all I'm asking you to do, if you love the show, if you love what we're doing, if you understand that we're not perfect people, and we're not for everybody, but we happen to make you smile and we bring you a little bit of a joy when you hear this podcast. Throw us a five-star review because it'll help people find us. It'll help us continue to grow this monorail fam. And I'll give you a shout out right here on the show, just like <laughs> just like I did just now. And uh, we do love all of our monorail family members. We love you so much. Listen, like I said before, I know we've brought it up a few times this this episode because it's brand new. We're not going to continue to just bring the Patreon and, and show it in your face like we, like, I, I told you we weren't going to do that. We're not going to do that because I don't believe that you have to be a Patreon member to be part of this monorail fam. You're, if you're with us, you listen to the free shows and you love the show and you interact with us on the morning monorail fam on Facebook, you're as valid a member as anybody. Okay. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, and, and I, I believe that and I'm going to stand by it and Landon, we're right there marching in step with that same message. Um, so at the well, end, I might be marching a little bit out of step because, you know, I mean, 
I drink throughout the podcast. <laughs> but at the end of the day, all we want is for you guys to, if you're enjoying the show, tell people about the show. Bring your friends and family. Let people know that you found a podcast that you enjoy that's giving you some information that you love. And, and follow us on the socials. We're at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com. Visit that T Public. We got some awesome stuff on the T Public mm-hmm. store. And apparently, I'm going to have to find a way to make trash can tablecloths. I'm going to have to find yeah. a way <laughs> to make a the lot of fam has spoken. We have to figure out how to do this. <laughs> but the the T Public, go to T Public slash Morning Monorail. You, if you search for Morning Monorail on T Public, you'll find us. And if you do want to join the Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash Morning Monorail. No expectation, but we love everyone uh, who has done that and really appreciate those Monorail fa- founders. And that are all the plugs that I have for you today. Landon, I turn it over to you to close us out strong as you always do. Well, before I get to my plugs, like if we want to talk some more stuff into existence, I really want that living with the Landon t-shirt too. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's, let's make that happen. We'll figure out something. We'll get with our graphic <laughs> eye and uh, how much that will cost. Okay. L-A-N-D-O-Z. Players go follow me. Landon Doan. I'm the best. Landon Doan. Not the rest. That's where you can follow me. 280 characters at a time on Twitter. And you know what? I'm not even going to plug butt much ships. I'm not even going to plug uh, near fall radio because it feels like both of those are dead. So uh, uh, we'll all do much. Sure. Uh, you know what? I'll continue to plug butt much chips. <laughs> that way Jay can just play with his soundboard and give us fun stuff like that. But uh, check me out Monday through Friday at my day job, uh, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk987 app as well. I appear on The Bill Show. That is on Newstalk987 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We like to you know have fun, tell jokes, uh, talk about stupid news uh idiots out of florida um and there's a ton of those believe me and you know we keep it topical too so uh go check us out once again that's streaming at newstalk987.com the iHeartRadio app and the newstalk987 app as well boom man i'm gonna have to rework my entire like plug gimmick if, really if i'm are. not plugging butt munch chips and, and and my dead podcast yeah i mean if, if if you're taking those things out you really do need to rewrite your script for sure Ugh. <laughs> I really hate that I'm discovering this while we're recording. Wow. You know, some things come out naturally mm. and that's just that's mm. just how it goes. Don't know if I'm okay with this. Well, I, late- I might have to bring back my bad wrestling podcast just so I can keep it in my plugs. <laughs> Though wrestling's kind of terrible except for AEW like WWE. I know you're not listening, but you just flat out suck right now. Like mm. like like Vince McMahon and creative is making me regret becoming a wrestling fan. Like like way back no, when I was young. Come on. Like no, no. This is as bad as it's ever been. I get like, that. Like with the exception but... of Roman Reigns on SmackDown, the WWE is just a straight up like like poop show. And and I'm gonna keep it PG. Like like <laughs> Raw went like off the early. air with with Shayna Baszler, a legit MMA fighter, running away from a doll. I can't defend uh, it. Doll. I can't defend that. Although if it was a ventriloquist dummy that was like talking on its own, I kind of get it because that's that Twilight Zone episode ter- terrified me. So, and I was gonna say we 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 grew up on Goosebumps, so yeah, it's like I, I definitely know there was a Goosebumps about that. Yeah, so, there was so that I, too. And and plus, if that happened, we'd be like, oh my god, Jack Black to the WWE universe confirmed. 
Wrestling's so bad. I'm depressed now. Uh well. Thank I you, guess... All Elite Wrestling, for not for for giving us something to watch. Well, on that happy note, I think we're gonna <laughs> wrap up today's episode. So glad to be back, ladies and gentlemen. I know that uh, uh, this is kind of like what we've been doing the last few weeks, but you know, we said that we were coming back July 14th or June 14th. So here we are. Um, and you know, I, I anticipate that in future episodes, we're going to have some guest stars. We're going to have former, uh, every episode characters <laughs> making appearances here and there. Um, I can't always guarantee it, but one thing I will guarantee is you're always going to have me. You're always going to have Landon and, uh, that should be good enough. I hope so. I was going to sing a Hamilton song, but I don't think I can nail it. So and plus, we don't have the rights. With that being said, thank a cast member. Yes. And be kind to each other. And until we talk again, we love you all. Have a magical week. Bye-bye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time.